0: Welcome back to the show. I'm joined today by one of my best friends, teacher, husband, father, front man for Lost Generation, Mr.
1: Jason (laughs) Squire. How's it going, buddy? I'm glad to be back. I think it's been uh, two years. I almost, I almost ruined the po- the whole podcast. So,
0: <laughs> you have been uh, in the very intermittent version of this podcast. The most featured guest. You're, you're the only. I think the only return guest, aren't you? I'm three times now. That's right. I feel this pretty is... good about this. <laughs> Get your picture up on the wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Employee of the month. <laughs> So, we're just kind of keep the same format and kind of chat through things. So, the first thing, segment we've been doing is a segment called Good News. And it's kind of where I feature a charitable organization or find a good news story. And the one I found this week, we're going to be talking about food this episode. So, I found an organization called The Food Group. They're based out of Minnesota. So, their website is thefoodgroupmn.org. And they're a nonprofit focused on quote from their website nutritious food to strengthen community. And it looks like they serve 32 counties in both Minnesota and Wisconsin. And they have like a food shelf meal program, healthy affordable groceries, and even farmer education for organic farming. So that's kind of just our that's our good news story for today.
1: I like it. I like that you had that they have healthy, affordable food because a lot of times they talk about unfortunately with people in poverty, usually it's a lower quality food with higher caloric count, but a lower quality of food for people. No, no,
0: I thought that for sure, and that's something I've discovered. We'll get into a little bit just with like my dietary restrictions and stuff. You sometimes don't think of in the Midwest specifically as being sort of a food desert. They talk about that, or like. We don't always have a ton of, and I wouldn't call it a food desert in terms of like, there's food readily available. It's all farms around here, but there's not so much the more organic or like those sorts of things. And if you are low income, which is, there's a lot of low income in the Midwest, your options are generally not super healthy food. Very true. (laughs) And we've talked about even how we grew up, not that we were impoverished, but we grew up. Lower middle class. We did not grow up with really great diets.
1: I am the poster child of <laughs> eating like an 80s kid. And I still am. And I'm 41 years old.
0: Like, I, I remember the kids' cuisine TV dinners. Oh, yeah. That was like a staple of our just meals growing up with the microwave pudding that
1: would be a thousand degrees, but was, your entree would still be cold in the middle. I was going to say, That's the thing with like those types of meals in general. Like the dessert should be my favorite part. I did not (laughs) like the desserts because a lot of it's like, I don't want hot pudding. That's disgusting.
0: (laughs) They were never very good. Even if it was like a brownie or something, it wasn't like a real brownie. Nope. But I would get super excited when we would have them though, the kids' cuisines.
1: What was your favorite kind?
0: Man, honestly, I don't remember. Like, I don't remember the
1: entrees well enough. I feel like there was a sliced turkey and like a. Gravy? I think that was <laughs> that mine. sounds right. I didn't like the chicken drumstick one, but that sliced turkey one was probably... How do you say it. I
0: think the drumstick was probably my favorite. But,
1: you know, I, like, I
0: mostly have the hot dessert burned into <laughs> your <Yes. my> head. <laughs> well, and I, into your mouth. <laughs> but I even think, like, when we, like, would go and do something, you know, like, we didn't have a lot of money. Like, we weren't going to go on vac- vacations or go do big activities, but, like... You could always spend a couple bucks, like, going to the gas station and getting, like, some Little Debbie's or Hostess treats or something like that. It's, like, I remember it was, like, a big thing for us was like, getting, like, the 44-ounce Coca-Cola from the fountain, <laughs> and then, like, fudge rounds. Yes. Like, the chocolate oh, yeah. cookies with the chocolate frosting, and then, like, the, and the Nutter Bars or whatever they're called, like, the wafers that people are. Yep. Like, that was my thing, because those were, like,
1: 50 cents each or something, and... What needs to come back and hostess? I know you're listening to this podcast, the pressure's on you. I want my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pudding pie, that is green on the outside and vanilla pudding on the inside, back. All my favorite foods have come back, except for that one. That is a good point.
0: There's been a, a big trend of like those
1: 80s and specifically
0: 90s foods coming back. And I feel like in some way you have spearheaded this movement. I I have tried as much as I can. (laughs) For years you've been talking about things like Crystal Clear Pepsi and Surge and whatever. And they've all come back in some form. (laughs) Ecto-cooler. Dunkaroos have come back. I, I I didn't realize Dunkaroos were back until the kids and I were on vacation. We stopped in a gas station. I was like, Dunkaroos? Like... (laughs)
1: <laughs> just continues nothing's better than a dry cookie and some frosting that's what i say so so yeah if, if i would get the ninja turtle pudding pie and all of you who are listening just look it up you will see it looks disgusting tastes delicious
0: i forgot all about that that also makes it uh reminds me so i grew up in mason city north end of mason city they had what was it like the like wonder bread or something little outlet you know what i'm yep. talking about oh, yeah. oh, was yeah. it wonder bread yep. or what was it? Yep. And you would go there, and it was like, for people unfamiliar, it was like the
1: Nike outlet, but for like <laughs> like
0: cheap baked goods.
1: And it was open until, I want to say until the last 10 years. Like, I mean, It
0: was for a long time. It was awesome. You'd go there, and it was just like kind of bins of... It was the stuff <laughs> close to expiration. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And it was great. But yeah, you get those little hostess pies and stuff. I forgot all about the... Ghostbusters ones. That's pretty awesome. Or the Ninja Turtles ones. And Ninja Turtles. Ghostbusters, the ecto It came with
1: drink. a sticker too. That was the best part. So That is pretty solid. If that comes back, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All my nostalgia is good.
0: <laughs> so yeah, but back to the, the food group, I do appreciate that they're trying to build community and serve people who are hungry, but a focus is on nutrition. And I like too, as a I've kind of gotten more and more interested in them as I dig through their website a little bit more. That they have the farmer education programs too, talking about like organic types of farming and stuff like that. And I don't think that all farming necessarily needs to be that. I understand big industry of it, but like it's nice to have organic options around here. I like organic options myself. It's often very expensive and not always readily available. And it looks like they partner with local farms and stuff, too, to get the produce that they're doing. So that's pretty cool. It's nice to have something like that, not super local to us, but in the Midwest more. Like when I was out visiting friends in Pacific Northwest, a lot more of that out there. Like some of my friends, um, it's called like Imperfect Produce. They subscribe to that. So it's like the box shows up at your door and it's like the produce that wouldn't be on the shelf at the grocery store because it's got little okay, imperfections yeah. or it's weird looking, but it's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. So then that, like you can get it and they deliver it to your house. So It's a good thing because I do food waste. Yeah. So that brings us into the next segment, which is where I usually talk about like the blog post, whatever I'm writing about, thinking about for the week. Again, tied into food. And I thought this would be a fun one to talk about with you, Jason, because um, I've talked about before plenty of times, I had some health problems, bacterial infection, couldn't eat a lot of stuff, basically had to relearn to eat, sort of, like started over with rice mush like a baby, <laughs> and, <laughs> and over the course of a few years, reintroduced things and, and stuff like that, but... Maybe my two biggest pushers for wanting me to be able to eat things are my nine-year-old daughter, Claire, and you.
1: I'm, I'm happy. That is a high, <laughs> is a high category of person to be in, which is good. Yeah. I did get you to try Surge while you were very sick. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: ties into when Surge came back out. Because if you were, I don't know, I mean, if you grew up when we grew up and kind of, I will say the socioeconomic group that we grew into surge was a big deal
1: oh absolutely it was so good this mountain dew just ramped up
0: <laughs> yeah and it, it looked like antifreeze and it
1: the commercials maybe some of the best commercials ever the epitome of the 90s and 2000s yeah yes they just
0: set out the oh, can yeah. of surge and yell surge, surge! and everyone <laughs> would would run <laughs> crazy to get the can of surge we drank a lot
1: of surge so when they was it like a limited time release of it, it's weird you can still get surge actually okay. but it was when it first came back out at that time amazon i think had the exclusive uh initial sales and it was actually fairly decent price so i bought a case of it and you were still not feeling good at all but i told you i got it and you were like i have to try it so (laughs) yes
0: we thought wouldn't it be great if that was the thing that like cured me yes (laughs) i
1: I was hoping so but the magic elixir that is surge but how many years has it been I got sick. Uh,
0: well, kind of the health problems started November of 2013. I got really sick December okay. 2013. So, Yeah, we're pushing eight years already. Yeah, so. which which is kind of funny. I was just on the phone today, um, so I'm just re-upping my life insurance. That's oh, all. Because yep. I've, I've had my original life insurance policy for a number of years. I wanted to extend it so make sure my kids are covered for a long time. But, yeah, uh, do the little phone interview thing first with your health stuff before they set up like the little physical draw your blood thing. And uh, part of the reason I'm re-upping it now is because I'm healthy again now yeah. other than, you know, watching my diet and stuff. So it's like, well, now's a good time to do it. And uh, it's kind of funny, though, because for most of the phone interview, you're like, I sound pretty solid. You're like, do you smoke? No, don't drink. No, you're like all this stuff. And it's like, okay. Have you, in the past, you know, had surgeries, this, you know, the history of, you know, gastrointestinal issues? Then it's like, i to be like,
1: you're like, let me get the book
0: open. <laughs> I literally did, which is kind of, it was kind of a nice experience. I pulled out the old file folder that I had that I had been keeping when I was going to, like, University of Iowa hospitals and Mayo Clinic and all that, and it was a nice, like, revisit of like I haven't gotten this out in a couple years and like that's pretty awesome because there was like a long time where I'm just documenting stuff to try to get things figured out and like here was the next procedure here was the next surgery so like it was kind of great to be on the other side of it and be like oh yeah this is when I had this when I had this but not dealing with it directly anymore but uh, it was kind of funny to like
1: like have to stop the lady on the phone and be like buckle up yeah which is crazy because it's like By you getting sick, in the end result, you're probably healthier now than you would have been if you didn't get sick. Yeah, I I think
0: for sure. And that kind of goes back to, like, even the food education and stuff. I had to learn so much about, like, diet. Let me, like, I have a master's degree in sports science and stuff. I have some background in that, you know, not, like, to the level of a nutritionist or dietitian or anything, but, like, I thought I knew what it was to have like a healthy diet, but then like learning more and more, it's like oh, I was doing a lot of stuff that maybe wasn't actually super healthy,
1: you know. Or like the foods you were eating—I I don't want to use like clean eating—but yeah. you were eating way healthier foods than I was back then. But still, looking at like maybe on the fat content and stuff like that, yeah. you were probably eating. Fattier foods and things like that, right? Or things that just more caloric count or things yep. like that. But like, you weren't like just pounding ho hos and things like that at the time. But I remember you right. ate a lot of yogurt, drank a lot of milk, had <laughs> yeah a, uh, granola. What was that? Those granola crisp things we used to eat. Oh, the strawberry. yeah, those yeah, were yeah. those were really good. But mm-hmm. it was probably a little higher caloric count than what you're doing. But for sure. But it's not like you were just. Eating like I eat, <laughs> <laughs> or did eat, I should say.
0: No, but it is funny that you say that because that's kind of what I mean. Like I still kind of ate like, like the college football player I was before. I mean, it was still like a lot of calories. You know, it wasn't like a ton of fast food or things like that. Which that's the thing, though. I look back on too, where it's like I felt like I didn't eat a lot of those things, but it was like. Oh, man, if there was a Wendy's in sight, probably going to stop and get some Junior bako cheeses and
1: crispy chicken nugs. And you taught me about the peanut butter burger, so I mean, <laughs> all, all that good stuff. But Which was
0: a funny transition because that was maybe the hardest thing, which I want to get into a little bit, is sort of like the social aspect of eating. Is that was sort of the hardest transition really was not even so much losing the food, but it was like it was so much a part of like my persona, sort of, that people would be like, Oh yeah, like I was a dude who would eat, drink and be merry and like when we hung out we were making food and eating food. Right, right. (laughs) Right. I I remember people when I really couldn't eat anything and they were like well, dude, that was like kind of your thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I know. You're, you're telling me. But speaking of that, I guess, we'll get into my, my story for this week was, so Claire swears she remembers before I got sick that I would come home from school or whatever I was coaching, and her and I would sit down on the floor or sit down at the counter and share like a big bowl of cereal, like Malto meal okay. cereal, you know, like whatever sugary cereal in a bag, which is a hundred percent true. We did that, but it's kind of crazy. I got sick right before
1: she turned two years old. So I was doing the math in my head thinking like, yeah, she would have been right around too. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, so it's like in her fairly early days of eating a lot of solid, you know, stuff like that. I mean, she was two, so she'd been, you know, eating that for like a little while, but like she swears she can remember it. And I don't know if she actually remembers it. Like, if she's young enough or she's close enough to that memory, you're not really supposed to have memories from yeah. that age. Or if, if she sort of constructed the memory. But it's true. We used to do that. I would come home and we'd
1: share a bowl of cereal. I mean, depending on the type of multi-meal cereal you're eating, it could be very memorable. <laughs> it could
0: be. <laughs> the, whatever their version of Cinnamon Toast Crunch is oh, like the good go-to. Stuff. I love that. But she will still bring that up on occasion. That like, oh, I remember when we could like share food together. So for her, it's a big deal for us to be able to share food together. And as I've been able to expand things, like we, the kids and I can eat a lot more stuff together. There was a while where I was really making food for them and then I was eating something totally different. We're now like, you know, Salads Claire and I share, you know, fruits and things like that. A lot of vegetables from our garden now. But also, like, we barbecue, like, smoked meat and stuff. That's something we can all share. But, um, you know, Claire is always, like, when I could start drinking, like, kombucha, she got me for Father's Day or my birthday or something uh, popsicle makers. Like, so you can pour on your own juice oh, nice. and popsicles. Yep. So we made, like, kombucha popsicles. Like, we had some the other day. So it's a big deal for her. To share food together and she loves popcorn so i hadn't had popcorn with her in years and i found a brand of popcorn that looked like i could probably eat it, it wasn't made with butter it's made with avocado oil and it's like organic hippie popcorn so i'm like i think i can eat this so i bought some i told claire i'm like hey I think I found some microwave popcorn that I could eat with you. And she screamed. She went,
1: Yes! <laughs> like like screamed like it was <laughs> like she was
0: a character in The Warriors or something. Nice. You know? So she was so excited. And I think it was that night then, we, when we watched a movie that night, we made popcorn and we were able to eat popcorn together. And it was like a big deal. It was like a nice shared moment. So that kind of got me thinking about like, that social aspect of eating like do you have anything like that like from when you were a kid things that you have sort of a an emotional connection to
1: oh food food is just emotional in general but (laughs) um anybody who drives by my house will still see it and laugh which is good i love freezies like (laughs) like like the freezy pops yes absolutely Mm -hmm. I was mowing today and that some of Gavin's buddies stopped by and they were laughing. And I know why they were laughing. Cause I'm mowing with a freezy hanging out of my <laughs> mouth. Cause that's my thing that I do. But it just, I don't know. Freezy just made me think of when I was a kid and mom and dad were at work and we'd sneak, sneak, sneak freezies all day. But no, it is. I mean, it's people struggle with conversation nowadays because technology has led us down that path. Um, so I think, Eating while being around people, I think, helps people relax a little bit on that mm. that side of it. Um, it keeps you from having to talk the entire time. Um, <laughs> so, Or as we w- went through COVID, you and I would just stare into each other's eyes <laughs> as we ate our food silently, um, yeah. Yeah. which was to, an to adjustment. Cl- to clarify that <laughs>
0: for any listeners, because of all the mandates at school, we were in person the whole time. You had to wear your mask until we sat down, then you could remove your mask to heat, but you were not allowed to talk while eating. So, Jason and I would just sit at our table and eat silently, and then, like, have to occasionally tell kids to not talk while they were eating,
1: so that was... I lunch. would always joke, we were like a couple who'd been together so long, we hated <laughs> each other, so we just stared each other down as we ate, so... Yes.
0: Or it's the sixth sense, and at the end, Jason
1: finds out I've been dead the whole time. <laughs> Either way, it's good lunch company. So. so, no, I, you know, it's just thinking about like, it seems weird. Like, anytime I eat pudding, I think of like birthday parties with the Hannums when we were kids because hmm. they'd always have the giant, I don't know if they still make it anymore. They have to for restaurants, but like the giant can of pudding. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, i don't even know how many ounces it would be but like they <laughs> they'd crack one of those open yeah. i'm sorry we're on a podcast you can't see what i'm doing with my hands but it's like almost a foot tall and they <laughs> so just, again if you grew up how yeah. we
0: did you have seen you've seen the this giant kid. like bigger than a coffee can full of pudding absolutely absolutely <laughs> that's what it was basically it was a coffee can yeah so yeah
1: i mean it's you know with the kids it's i don't know i've try to have my kids eat a little healthier but unfortunately i'm a creature of routine it's like mac and cheese or like you probably put hot dogs in your mac and cheese when you were a kid i put put hot dogs in claire's mac and cheese the other day so it's funny because like the kids first the first time i ever did they're like that's so gross i don't know it's made me think of being a kid i don't know but um so that's that's my thing is trying and think goodness for rachel because she is the person who definitely makes everybody eat healthier in our house but i try to and try to remember but it's because i grew up not eating a whole lot of healthy stuff (laughs) it's hard for me to remember like oh yeah we need to have healthy stuff we could have some veggies with our mac and cheese or stuff like that (laughs) right um but yeah i guess you know i i think back to you know anytime i'm grilling food or things like that i think about how you know like we used to hang out all the time and and do that stuff and for a while that kind of stunk and
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think you kept how sick you actually were from most of us <laughs> Yeah. so i'd always try to like get a read from you but i think you were sicker than even i knew and maybe yeah. some of your family and, <laughs> yeah and uh I mean, I just remember seeing how miserable you were, and how much that stunk too. And then I know we've talked about like the people around you almost feeling guilty when they had to eat because we felt bad because we knew you couldn't eat, right. and we didn't want to make you feel bad, but at the same time, by worrying about not making you feel bad, we probably made you feel bad. So,
0: <laughs> well, at this point, that was you know, I, I've said again, and again, like I consider all that stuff. In the end, very beneficial to me for a lot of reasons. A different perspective on life. You, you maybe, as much as anybody, talk about old Luke yes. and, and new Luke, just, <laughs> just different in attitude toward life in general. But it's kind of funny, like, even with little things, where it was like, I remember, you know, because I got really sick in December, beginning of December. So I remember being so upset that I couldn't like eat and drink and stuff like I normally would at Christmas time because to me that was part of Christmas yep. we'd get together with my big huge extended family and everybody brings food and it was eating and drinking with my brothers and stuff like that and I was really upset by that and then it was like this transition of like yeah it's kind of awkward if you're gonna like I didn't want to go to a restaurant or something because especially early on there was probably nothing I could eat on yep. the menu. And then just eventually not caring about that anymore, where it's like I would go to restaurants and like kind of weird out the wait staff and they'd be like, What for you? And be like, nothing for me. (laughs) And they'd be like, nothing at all. I'm like, I'm just supervising. And they'd be like, Are you like you serious, man? Like and I started getting to a point where it's like I just didn't care. I mean, like, I went to Las Vegas not being able to like eat or drink anything. So like landed in Las Vegas. Took a taxi to a grocery store to buy food that I could eat. Had a room that had like a kitchenette in it, and then like the whole trip, I just ate my own food. And like, all it is is eating and drinking yeah. and gambling. None of them are things <laughs> that I do. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we just kind of get used to that. And it. it would be, I felt bad for other people to be like, oh I'm so sorry I'm not eating this so like you I, I would eat too. if I was you and I could eat that, I would go back for another round.
1: And still to this day, eight years later, if we're at a social event, I eat Luke's dessert for him. <laughs> Which I appreciate. I, as a good friend, <laughs> it needs to be done.
0: That's right. Always got my back. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're talking about like associating the pudding with a certain family and their birthday parties. It's funny how that can be a thing, too, how, like, then certain foods become associated with people. Like, I think of my Aunt Rhonda, who is awesome, and for every reason, at their birthday parties, like, my cousins, it's it's, uh, Dan and Jeremy. You know Dan and Jeremy. Their mom, Rhonda. She would make, like, they would have, like, ice cream and, like, regular stuff, too, but she would always make mint brownies. Oh, nice. Oh. With, like, the... You know, it would be like a chocolate brownie and then like the layer of the, I don't know, the cream de menthe or whatever yep. it is, the green minty stuff. And then like the layer of chocolate kind of frosting on top uh, of that. That sounds good. <laughs> it was so incredibly good. I loved it. I remember even as I got older, like her making me mint brownies then like for my birthday. It was so good. So I, I associate that with her and those birthday parties. And like you kind of knew, like if it was one of their family birthday parties, like we're getting we're, we're gonna have mint brownies. And then she would also have, I wanna say it was hot apple cider. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Not my thing, but we know <laughs> you say, have it. And, and it wasn't really my thing either, but I always drank it there nice. because it was like, it's part of the experience, you know? It'd be like, I don't know, it'd be like going to Italy and not eating pasta or something. Like I had yeah. to yeah. have some, I you know? Yeah. Like I associate that with her and those parties. You have anything else like that? Like like something that like your mom would
1: make or something that like I associate this with this person. <laughs> if she listens, Sue Weber and the Hannah family make the best cookies. Mm. And Sue would I graduated with Sue's son, Chris, Yeah, and she would send cookies to school with him. Loved them. I started teaching. Anytime I'd see Chris, we'd talk about <laughs> it. So when the grandkids, the Hannah kids started coming through school, Sue would send me cookies. So I associate <laughs> nice. those cookies with Sue. Anytime I see her, she laughs, I laugh and that's good. Um, you know, I, I guess like Rachel's mom makes peanut butter pie, which is delicious. Mm. And, uh, my father in law does not like peanut butter. So, again, I get to eat his, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound. You will laugh because you know me. I associate my mom with hamburger helper. <laughs> we ate that a lot. That or like a fried egg sandwich. I just love those. Yeah. We had hamburger helper today and the kids loved it. So, we don't have it a whole lot. But the hamburger helper is good. No complaints there. Yeah, so that's that's where I would throw that down. I guess hmm. people probably, if they come over to eat, I like to make them the school's lasagna because I like <laughs> the way the school <laughs> makes it. So my friends might be like, "Oh, he's gonna serve us the school lasagna again." They make it with tortilla shells and with uh with like taco seasoning yeah, on yeah. it, and it is fabulous. It so is really
0: good. Well, the other thing though that you actually make that's really good. Is cheesecake. You're, you're actually a very good... Which I've brought up to people. like Even students, like they'll talk about cheesecake. I'm like, hang on. You know who makes a really good cheesecake? They're like, no who? I'm like, Squire. Squire makes a great cheesecake.
1: I'm not good with the fancy ones. I'm good at the... I always refer to them as my trashy ones. But it's... Uh, when I was head basketball coach, that was my stress relief. Because I needed something that would just take my mind off during the season... And a cheesecake to not get it to crack is actually harder than a person would think. And oh, trying to make yeah. it not be lumpy and everything, so I always like that challenge. But again, being a kid of the '80s, I like my cheesecake plain with some Hershey's chocolate syrup on it. <laughs> can't, can't argue. Rachel'd be like, "You're doing like strawberry or something." I'm just like, no way. Get the drizzle. Get your own health food for this cheesecake. <laughs> I know how to plate this. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I do enjoy making it. So
0: that's pretty awesome. I. You know, I was thinking, like, associating food with, like, your mom. It's a fairly common thing. The one that I, and I think you have had, is her chocolate town Pie for, like, yep. Thanksgiving. And I got the and recipe and made stuff. my own, too. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> for those unaware, chocolate town Pie is basically, like, a big chocolate chip cookie with walnuts. I mean, like... That's basically what it is. It's got walnuts in it, and a bunch of chocolate chips, and I don't know what else makes up the It is like so soft,
1: but yeah. yet it's, oh, it was good. Yeah, I got the recipe and I made it and it was very good. That's pretty solid, pretty
0: hard to beat. Is there, do you have like a, <laughs> maybe think of, you you taking your wife out on your first date to Long John Silver's. But do you have a restaurant or a place to eat that holds a special place in your heart
1: besides Long John Silver's? So to go on to this story for everybody. So that's how I knew Rachel was the one. We we went on our date. We were going to a movie. And for some reason, we were like behind schedule. So we drove every restaurant we were going to go eat at had just a Hack parking lot <laughs> and kind of off the cuff is like oh Long John Silver's isn't busy and she's like sure let's go so it's like she, she we ate at Long John Silver's and she stuck around so I thought <laughs> that's good stuff um so that truthfully the one that we love and we are still angry at Mason City to this day <laughs> we love Carlos O'Kelly's All right. that was uh, I, you know a chain restaurant but mm. they had Pasta Diablo we i I don't think I ever ordered anything different besides that. I had it the first time by chance every single time I went there, but we loved it. Rachel liked their chips. I mean, all that stuff. And there's like a dispute over rent. They close it. Now there's a tire store there. So (laughs) which
0: serves less good Diablo. (laughs) Yes. It's just just not as good.
1: (laughs) Um, so that would be like, would have been our main one. Um, You like to give me crap about this all the time. I love Taco Bell. (laughs) You you love Taco Bell. It's all about (laughs) quantity versus quality for this guy. I don't know. It's and I think talking about going back to memories, we were talking about this and laughing the other day. When Rachel was in college, we'd always Taco Bell was cheap and it was, you know, as as I was finishing up school and she's in school, like we didn't have a lot of money to go out to oh, some yeah. fancy places. So someone was talking about a very fancy restaurant in Iowa City at the 4th of July. And in my mind referencing, I was like, that was just a few blocks north of the Taco <laughs> Bell we used to go to, right? <laughs> Rachel's like, "Yep, drove, <laughs> drove by on my way to Taco Bell. I was like, can't afford that place. Here we go for my cheesy ch- uh, Chalupa Crunch. <laughs> What's the name of their, like... Where you get like ten tacos? What was that? Oh, I can't remember what it is. Um, oh, I don't. Know I can't remember. All funny. I can think of is the six pack and a pound from Taco <laughs> John's. <laughs> well, what I, that was coming into um, my head yeah.
0: too. With six pack and a pound, pretty rocking at Taco John's. But that was my go-to at Taco Bell. Was you get that whatever the meal is, ten tacos. And then I would order five hard shell, five soft shell, and then make Mix your to, uh, make your nice. own whatever. And I said I wrong it was cheesy
1: gordita crunch. It, just yeah. don't want to get the Taco <laughs> Bell fans upset with oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, that's I would make my own double taco. And
1: until recently, the only place to get Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So is it, is it readily available now? It is now. You can buy it in stores. Nice. So. What color is Baja Blast? Um. Kenna Aqua. Okay. Fair enough. I, was, I could
0: remember it was like the bluish one yeah, or
1: whatever. Pretty sure I have one at home if you need to see it. <laughs> one, what was the popular red one when we Code Red. Code Red. Is that still a thing? I think so. Right. I don't know. True, you know, it's one of those. I really like Code Red. Yeah. But if I see it in a store now I don't like it, like,
0: oh, Code Red. I don't know. <laughs> fair enough. Hmm.
1: Mountain Dew lost me once they started to abbreviate Mountain. That's fair. Is Taco Bell your favorite fast food restaurant? I would say now, yes. You know, as a kid, most people would say McDonald's. But especially after having kids, Mm. I'm mcdonalds out for the most part. Yeah, I mean, Wendy's
0: has for... Maybe when I was a little kid, I would have liked McDonald's better, but Wendy's has been my fast food go-to for I'm, I'm a, on the Wendy's boat. It's a higher quality fast food. so Yeah, and I, just, I like, like little things. I like their kids' meals, toys a lot better for the kids, and I just, I like Wendy's better. But, there you go. Wendy's, if you're looking to sponsor a <laughs> <your laughs> podcast with, I don't know, 6 to 12 listeners, he's in. I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs>
1: yeah I don't know I would say like if I had to choose I had, I had my row of them I would probably go Taco Bell Yeah, I don't know know. Right just, just works for me do you have a, which totally cool
0: the sit down fancy restaurant less your style but do you have a more not even it doesn't need to be a fancy restaurant but a more like not a chain restaurant like a singular restaurant that you like what do
1: you have before. I have quite a few.
0: I well, like now. I really like uh, John Hardy's Barbecue in Rochester yep. as far as close one. I think they have like some of the best, like authentic, straight up barbecue. Um, I like Jethro's down like the yep. Des Moines in that area. As far as barbecue, I can eat a lot of barbecue, so I like that now because it's usually smoked, or whatever. Um, and I got a few of them. There's a uh, I like um, the Hell's Kitchen, that place in yeah, you told me about that the place, Twin yeah. Cities, like for breakfast and stuff. They've got some really cool things. I like what was the? Oh, I gotta think of it. My cousin Jody. I would go with my cousin Jody up in like St. Paul. Uh, it's this little Italian place, like little hole in the wall, but they had just incredible lasagna and manicotti. I really yep. like that stuff. I haven't eaten that stuff. Years but like really like that. The Little Oven. There we go.
1: That's what's called.
0: The Little Oven.
1: Barbecue place I'm with. Yeah. I if you notice my deflection, I wouldn't loot certain name off so I knew exactly <laughs> what he was talking. So because um, I wouldn't know if it was like like single owner or if it was actual like not chain, but you know, Just, more yeah, than one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I really like Piggy Blues up in Austin. Oh. That yeah, place Piggy is Blues really is good. good. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think like Olive Garden would be thrown in there. Like, Mm. but I know that's more of a chain one. Um, Pasta Bella Mason's good. They, they do a nice mixture of like more authentic Italian food and Mm. they do some pizza and things like that. Um, I'm trying to think like there's so many, but yeah, I'm with you. Like any type of barbecue place, Mm. I'm probably going to like it. So,
0: yeah.
1: And I can't think of one. There's another one down in Des Moines. My sister took us to, and I can't think of the name of it, but it was really good, too. It was kind of like Jethro's type place. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. I was trying to think if there's any other ones that, like, pop
0: in. Oh, and, like, some of them just, like, uh, <laughs> it's funny now that, like, my kids are getting the age, and your kids are, like, this age, too, where, like, they start to discover, like, this is my jam. So, like, Giordano's in Chicago Yep. has, like, the... The real Chicago style deep dish pizza. We were in Chicago hanging out with my brother Logan and taking the kids around, doing Chicago stuff. We're like, well, we gotta go get like deep dish pizza. And Mickey is kind of a picky eater, sort of like you a yep. little bit. I Maybe mean, just specific things he doesn't <laughs> like, textures he doesn't like. So like we gotta go have this. And he did not want to. He did not wanna try it. He was like, Let's go get like Regular pizza. Like, we're in Chicago. You gotta try it. Yeah. Gotta do it. And as soon as he tried it, he became the unofficial spokesperson for Giordano's. We're in the restaurant. He's like waxing poetic. You're like, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. And so he loved it. And they will actually ship frozen Giordano's to your house. Oh, nice. So we have done it once because it's not cheap. <laughs> But they'll send them in a cooler with uh, dry ice or whatever, and come and it gives you the instructions to cook them. I wasn't sure how well they would turn out, but they're actually the good. instructions are perfect. Again, I don't eat that stuff, but it looks good. Mickey said it tasted the same as the restaurant. I don't know, but we did it once.
1: Once you mentioned Chicago, um, every time we went there when Rachel's cousin lived there, Eleven City Diner. It oh. was right downtown, and it was so good. Nice. Um, real um like hollabread bread was the main thing that they had mm. so good. I mean that was anytime we were there we made sure we went there. And Rain loves rib crib. So oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm trying to think like get behind that. G- Gavin is he's pretty good at wherever he, he loves Subway, mm-hmm. which is again I'm starting to not enjoy Subway anymore just yeah. because I've had it enough. But uh um Rain if we're a Mason it she wants Rib Crib every time. So right, I which I'll I get appreciate
0: it's fun when there's a, like, different areas. I like seeing the food of different, oh yeah you know, cities or whatever, like Chicago, the deep dish pizza, or again, when I ate everything, like, the Chicago-style hot dog, I always like, because it just, it's everything on it, and, like, the big pickle spear on mm-hmm. it, like, that's great, or, like, when we were out in New York, like, going to Little Italy and eating there, like, getting the cannoli on the street corner, like... Walking into the you know the New York style pizza, very different than Chicago. It's the big slice, you kind of fold it fold half. It like up. I think we did that the night we got into New York. I'm like, so that stuff I really like too. Again, I don't eat those things, but it is nice. That there's more. There's more stuff I can eat in the world these days too. It's like when we're out west, there's a lot more stuff. There's a lot. I mean, you go to a regular grocery store, it's a lot of organic you know. and grass fed and whatever. So. That's pretty cool.
1: As we slowly build Luke back up, he knows when he can eat real, real, when well, I call it real food. It really should be called fake, <laughs> fake real food. Yeah. He knows I am buying him whatever buffet he wants. That offer will be on the table for the rest of my life. So. And then it'll be like the Simpsons episode, where it's like, you said it was all you could eat. <laughs> like
0: trying to get him out of there, going to close the restaurant. It's beyond the news. Local teacher shut down uh, <laughs> Be. A good buffet, that is something that's pretty hard to beat.
1: What was your favorite buffet place? I know which one I hated. <laughs> what did you hate? Royal Fork and Mason City. <laughs> we went
0: to Royal Fork all... Yeah, in Mason City <laughs> in the day, there was two. Golden Corral, which is sort of a chain around. Yes, yep. And then the Royal Fork, which I don't know if that was... I think it was a Royal one-off, Fort, yeah. But there was two at the time. It, and it's like we would alternate, you know, again, it was cheap... A lot of foods was like Royal Fork Night or... And Ultra. Bonanza. And Bonanza. Bonanza, too. Bonanza, to me, <laughs> it's just not a fancy restaurant. Nope. <laughs> Seemed a touch fancier because, remember, you could you could order a meat at the beginning. Yes. Like, actually yep. order it. Like, you'd walk in, grab your tray, and you could order a, a chicken or a steak or something at the beginning. And in my head, I thought it was fancy. So I remember my mom would order this chicken breast, which I'm, I got to imagine was like just the pre, <laughs> pre-cooked frozen chicken breast because it had the perfect square grill yeah, on, marks on it. you, you know. Bet. And like, that probably didn't actually come from a grill. Like, we're on there. <laughs> and I, in my head as a kid, I thought, well, this is fancy. <laughs> there, are, there are lines on this chicken and i also thought the lines would let you know where to cut i'm like wow well, yeah. how fancy is
1: this the chicken yeah, comes not, with nowhere pre, to go pre-cut lines <laughs> reason why, reason why i don't like royal fork so i apparently was training to be a school teacher and eat in Eden. Fifteen minutes or less, basically my whole life because I was. We'd go to those places. I'd eat what I was wanted. I'm good. Yeah. Um, my sister always picked Royal Fork. I like Bonanza <laughs> better. My mom hated me because when I was little, I would go there. I'd eat so fast and so much. I'd always be like, I gotta puke. <laughs> so like she she still tells me how about. Uh, bonanza one time she had me like in the parking lot and i was like i don't feel good and so i buffets weren't my thing back then because my sister's older than me but she'd always pick royal fork and i'd finish i'd be like oh take forever (laughs) like we ate let's leave but but i still in my head i can see like I kind of remember the setup of Royal Fork, but I just remember the guy at the end with the fancy. I'll cut you carving. the meat at the end. Yeah, you. when you
0: got to the end of the line, at Royal Fork, there was a guy with the knife and the fork who would carve off the, the. Seuss-esque roast yeah. beef. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like roast
1: beef, and I forget what, else, but I just remember. I think there was a ham
0: and there was a roast. There beef we go.
1: Salad. I couldn't remember the other one, but I just remember as a kid, I'm like, I don't want either of those. Like, where's my chicken strips uh, or whatever? See, but, I would
0: get to the end and be like, be like, you know, the beef or the ham. It's like, oh, sir, <laughs> I'm gonna need both.
1: It was the lap of luxury. So I don't want to, if you're affiliated with Royal Fork or were, I don't want you to think that I'm against the restaurant itself. It was just a time commitment that I didn't like. (laughs) If (laughs) anyone listening
0: to this is in any way affiliated with the Royal Fork, I expect you to get a hold of us. And I would. I would like to do an episode on the Royal Fork. I'd do an episode in the Royal yes, Fork. Yes,
1: we want some inside stories on the Royal Fork. We will broadcast
0: <laughs> exclusively from a Royal Fork. <laughs> Royal Fork Studios brings you the Luke Nielsen uh, podcast.
1: That would be. That would be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. So yeah, buffet wise now, like I, I suppose most people would. Choose Pizza Ranch or uh, pizza China ranch Buffet, is maybe? Good.
0: yeah. Pizza Ranch is pretty solid.
1: Pizza Ranch always makes me laugh. It's like, hey, I'm going to Pizza Ranch for their buffet, but the last thing I'm going to choose off their buffet is pizza. See, I would always... I get... like their cheesy breadsticks. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say, yep. I
0: see. W- I would always get quite a bit of pizza. When I was an athletic director, that's where we'd have our AD meetings, or we'd have them like, in a building near a Pizza Ranch, so we'd go to the Pizza Ranch Buffet. But yeah, their ranch sticks.
1: Those were those, right. and then the cactus bread I love, but the pizza has gotten better, but I just remember right away having it being like, why are you called Pizza Ranch, because I don't <laughs> want your pizza. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, but I guess buffet-wise, I, we don't go there often unless the kids mm. really wanted to, and then after COVID hit, we kind of were a little leery of buffets, but... Yeah. So yeah. i trying
0: to think, when I was in college, it was like an all-time great buffet, I have no idea where we were at because I was, it was uh, I played football in college, so it was one of our road trips. I don't remember who we were playing. I don't remember where we were at, but you know we're taking our two big charter buses down, and then a lot of times they would have like a restaurant reserved for us okay. or part of a restaurant closed off for us. Don't know where we were, but we walk into this place and it was a buffet, but it was like a like a grill and barbecue buffet. So you walked up like like we were talking about at bonanza where you could order yeah. like your first bit of meat, but this was like legit. It was all open and they had these big fire grills going. Oh, nice. And it was like all this steak and all this chicken and they had it kind of parceled out all over these big grills and so you could walk up and be like, "Oh, I want a, you know, steak rare." And they'd be like, "You know, here's a rare one ready to go or, you know." You know, nice. medium or well done. Like, they had them all kind of park okay. and throw them on there. They were good. And then you would get to, like, the regular buffet part. But it was, like, barbecue type stuff. I mean, it was ribs. And I'm sure they had, like, you know, pulled pork. Or whatever. I just remember it was, like...
1: Oh, that sounds so good.
0: All that sort of stuff. We'd hammer on it. And then I remember they had, like, an ice cream sundae buffet, like, in the middle. Where you could get your... I think it was soft serve. But then they had, like, all the toppings. Okay, And again, I just, thought it was fancy that the aerosol whipped cream but on ice like it was champagne <laughs> it was just glorious so you're rolling with an entire college football team and we're just destroying like this place. especially the linemen you know we're sitting down as like offensive defensive linemen just hammer like to the point where our coaches are like guys we do have to play a tackle football game
1: tomorrow. <laughs> We're like, this is your fault. You brought yeah, us here. You should have taken us somewhere <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. Did they frown on you as you put the whipped cream in your mouth on the buffet line? <laughs> it
0: probably would have been uncouth, but uh, <laughs> that was that was like having spent a period of my life as a like college football lineman. A big part of that is just eating, you know, so we had a lot of food experiences in that period of my life, like the time, which I'm sure I've told you the story, where we got the standing ovation from the kitchen staff yes. at an IHOP. <laughs> like, that's pretty big deal. For endless shrimp, nonetheless. Not, <laughs> it's just even funnier. not for pancakes or anything. but
1: So i got to flip the table on you. Mm-hmm. So, one food that you miss, like... I, if I could go and eat any food that I can't eat now, what would I eat? Mm-hmm. And then two, what's a food you're feeling like you're getting brave enough to try? Mm, that's good.
0: Um, I will say like sincerely in terms of missing, I really don't feel like I miss anything anymore. Like, don't get me wrong. Like if all of a sudden, like tomorrow I could eat everything, there's stuff I would go try. So I'll talk about that. But like. Early on it was like missing food. I think mostly because of the social aspect. Like I miss this thing, I miss this being part of the experience. And that's kind of something that I realized was that like, yeah, I, mean, I like the deliciousness of food. But more often than not, it was the the social aspect or the feeling associated like the not like the satiated full feeling, but like the emotional connection yeah. to it. And when I realized that's what I was missing and that, like, I also realized, well, I can still have the social aspect. I don't need the food or the drink or the whatever. Um, That, getting past that was, like, great. Then I didn't really miss food. Then it was just sort of, like, exciting to add food. I wasn't, like, pining for anything. And, like, in some ways, good. Like, not that I was, like, a like, heavy, heavy drinker, but, like, I was always, like, if we were doing something, like, I was gonna drink some alcohol and stuff like that, We're like, I have no desire to drink anymore, like, that's something people bring up, it's like, I brewed my own beer and stuff mm-hmm. for a while, and it was like, I just have no desire, like, I don't, I figured out the social component without it, and don't really feel I need it, but, that all being said, um... If, we, we do this yeah if all of us are sudden, you going to man uh you know I, I think it would be like a road trip you know so I could associate like the food with a place like it like I would like to just go to like a Chicago again and like hammer out the deep dish pizza get a hot dog or like uh, go to a ball game and have like a ball game hot dog yep. like, like something like that nothing even necessarily super fancy but like that I can just associate with a place, you know? So I think it would be that. I would probably go to, like, a Chicago or a New York, hit up some of those, like, sorts of things. So, yeah, I'll go with pizza if I had to pick one thing. Pizza's pretty good. Yes, it is. (laughs) So, like, if it's one general thing, pizza, because you can do a
1: lot with that, too. And pizza's crazy as you get older, too, because, like, I love pizza, but I definitely have had to cut down on eating pizza often because it takes like three days for that to really like (laughs) just the sodium of pizza to get out of your system but it's crazy
0: quickly that's true
1: so what's something you want to try sometime soon since i am your number two at prodding (laughs) you on this
0: yeah um hmm know what i've most recently kind of added other than like the occasional like popcorn thing is like fruit you know, and not even all sorts of fruit. That's another thing I learned a lot about, is certain fruits have certain types of sugars in them. Certain sugars are more easily digestible than others. So like, even as you start adding back in fruits, some of the other, you know, FODMAPS is a big thing. It's an acronym that stands for certain types okay. of like sugars and stuff that come in certain foods. So even certain fruits and vegetables have certain sugars that are harder to break down or irritate your gut more, or whatever. Um, so, I've been adding back in some fruits lately, not eating a ton of that because that's another thing. Like, I really have no desire to eat refined sugar ever again either. And even like fruit, I don't plan to eat like tons of it, but it's nice to have a little, you know, a little, little sugar from the yeah. fruit, or whatever. So, I've been doing like, I'll make a salad um, from our garden now since Claire and I have been gardening, like, get our fresh greens and then throw some blueberries and raspberries on there, throw some nuts on there, drizzle some olive oil on there, like that's pretty tasty. So I think just trying some things like that where I can have like the occasional fruit or something
1: is nice. I'm just imagining you having like refined sugar and the rampage you would <laughs> go on. Like if you found out your body could tolerate it again, you would I I would drive by and you'd be mowing your lawn at 3 in the morning. (laughs) What?
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm a fairly, like, energetic, active guy to begin with where it's like, oh, wow, yeah. Like, I really don't need to reintroduce things like sugar or caffeine or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. trying to think if there's anything else that I would really, like, try to go after. That's the thing. Like, I'm really pretty happy with what I can eat. I would like to be able to eat more just to sort of have the ability to eat more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Um,
1: have you tried any type of dairy stuff recently? Because I know that's a big irritant. But. Yeah, I have not. And, and that's kind of another thing is like I don't really
0: have a desire to. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't – even if I can get back to eating these things, I don't suppose – I really don't think I'll ever regularly just by choice – Go back to consuming dairy or bread or most, like, what they call cereal grains. Yeah. I just don't think I will from a lot of the stuff I've kind of learned through trial and error and through research and stuff. Like, I really like my my diet now is really what most people probably should eat. You know, I do eat meat. You know, there's people can go back and forth on that. But, like... I do, I do butcher box. That's another great thing. So I get the grass-fed, the no-antibiotic, whatever, meats. I like to do that. I can eat potatoes. I will put butter and stuff on them, but, like, we'll fry potatoes or, like, do the bake them, but, like, mm-hmm. do them as kind of fried potato style with the olive oil and stuff. Or like, we do a lot of baked potatoes. Like, to the point where, like, the kids now have baked potatoes for breakfast. Like, yeah. do baked potato... Like, kind of bust that up. The kids have butter on theirs. I'll drizzle olive oil, salt, and pepper. Um, Throw some bacon on there because I can eat bacon if it's like uncured stuff. Throw some bacon or I'll even cut up like some steak or something. Throw that on there. Throw a couple fried eggs on top of that. Like, that's pretty good, good. So, like, I'm pretty happy with my diet that way. And I also like. It's been nice getting back to a little bit of that communal experience with cooking and eating where like I can I like cooking for people. It's like where I can barbecue and cook and and enjoy it with people. And my kids and I, we do a lot of that, so that's been nice and, uh, yeah, I don't know. so I don't know if like I'm pretty happy with what I can eat now.
1: Like it stinks how it happened for you, but I think about that sometimes like, if I had to do like you, my problem is like I don't like the taste of it. I have I have texture issues too. Right, right. So like fruits, I love apples. I'll I'm I try to venture a little bit and try some different fruits and stuff. But yeah. vegetables aren't my big thing. But I'm like, if I was forced to do that, mm. eventually you're gonna like those things. Yeah. So I mean, it stinks that you had to go about it that way. But at the same time, it's like. Man, if I had to do it that way, well, it's either eat this stuff or feel like garbage forever. So, yeah, yeah. so that's where it's like, as I was telling you earlier, like I ate a bowl of oatmeal this morning and it was <laughs> awful. Sorry, sorry, I know we're in the big oatmeal capital. It just the it just doesn't taste good to me. But I'm still gonna keep eating it because I need to work on my cholesterol. And eventually, I think my taste buds will adjust and it will be okay. But yeah. But it's hard when it's like, hey, I can drink a Mountain Dew. So, so for you, you don't have those shocking things hitting your system at Mm -hmm. the time, which I think helped too. Is you didn't go from a healthier—I don't want to use the word bland. Sorry again, oatmeal. (laughs) Uh, But uh, like, go from from the. I like the idea of oatmeal being upset that you called it bland. (laughs) It's angry at me. But like going from that to like having something that's super sweet or super. Mm flavorful where for you as you were building back you couldn't eat stuff with a lot of flavor it was more the what could my system handle type of deal where yeah where that would help that transition because you're forced to versus want to if that makes sense so no and that really was a kind of a
0: nice thing too where it's like it, it was fun as i got better i was able to add things because it's like like, mind-blowing how delicious some stuff was, you know? Where it was like, oh, my goodness, like... Like, one thing that I snack on, like, chips now is sugar snap peas. Oh, man, sugar snap peas are so good.
1: I, I can't remember what food it was at lunch, but you were like, I had this, and it was amazing. <laughs> I was like, wow, I would not eat that on purpose, but I'm glad it it works for you. Or, like, like baby
0: carrots and... uh I like the baby ones because, again, I can eat them in one yep. bite like a chip. But uh, peanut butter, I've been able to eat because I can, I know peanuts are like a legume. <laughs> I'm so happy you're <laughs> back to peanut butter. Yeah. But I do like an all natural peanut butter that's only ingredient is like peanuts or sometimes like some added sea salt, whatever. Um, but, which by the way, I the trick for the natural peanut butter, because it separates, you know? Yep. You get the liquid on top. And I looked this up, it's this not my invention. But when you go to put it in the fridge, you don't have to. You know, normally you don't have to put peanut butter in the fridge, but put it in the fridge. It'll help solidify it a little bit. But put it in upside down. Huh? So then the oil's working its way through it. So when you open it up, you don't have the oil on top. Oh, nice! You got the chunky peanut butter part on top. Excellent! Incredible!
1: I love peanut butter. So that makes me very happy that you can eat <laughs> peanut butter again.
0: No doubt. So anyway, like those are. Good little things
1: nice we've
0: we've talked for quite a while i like to do usually throw it in the middle a random weird sponsor that isn't really a sponsor it's just something that i decided is sponsoring the show for this episode so this episode is brought to you by foods that are prepared warm but are also good cold that's our sponsor for for today. All foods that are prepared warm, but are maybe as good, sometimes better cold. So it's sort of our last thing. Do you have any foods for you that are, you know, they're made as hot foods, but you can rock them cold?
1: It would probably be some type of dessert. Like it's, I'm not a big apple pie guy or like an okay, apple crisp, but okay. if I had to eat that. I that's would a, want it cold, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, yeah, fruit pie—that's a good pick. Cause, like I know a lot of people like pizza cold. Yeah, I, I like pizza warm, but it's good. But so
0: I, I generally prefer pizza hot, but I would say pizza could fall in that category, depending on the pizza too. But you to eat a cold slice of pizza. That's a good one. One that I used to eat all the time is uh, I prefer. My chocolate chip pancake's cold. I could go with that. So, like, I still make my kids' chocolate chip pancakes a lot, but that used to be one of our things we would make, like, on the weekends, chocolate chip pancakes. And I'd really do them up, like, real hearty, too. You know, like, I might throw some peanut butter in there. I might throw some oatmeal in there. It's a real dense (laughs) chocolate chip pancake and full of chocolate chips. But then the kids would eat them hot, and I would wait for them. I would even throw them in the fridge to cool them off. And then I would eat them without syrup, just put chunky peanut butter and eat them that style. So that's something I prefer cold. Um, sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. Love them. I know you do. <laughs> eat them all the time. I like them warm, but I also really love a cold sweet potato. I mean, like, you know, after it's been cooked and then you chill it. Man, it's like a sorbet.
1: I like them better when you take them and throw them back into nature to compost. (laughs) Love me a good sweet potato. So to go totally opposite of our sponsor, and Rachel finds this the weirdest thing that I do, but I found out my dad does it too. I like ice cream not to be super hard so yeah, right dress okay. Rachel nuts I will microwave my ice cream <laughs> I, I, I don't want that. it soup
0: <laughs> I get but, that
1: so we were talking about it one day and Rachel asked my mom and dad my dad's like heck yeah you do that so <laughs> like see so so I go opposite sometimes I like to <laughs> uh, I like that
0: do you ever when you were a kid like you'd get the you know like the hard dish out ice cream and then basically like with your spoon just stir it until it turned into kind of soft oh. serve consistency
1: Vanilla ice cream, put some Her- I Hershey syrup. Yeah. Hershey, sponsor us. So I'd do that and then I would. I'd go I'd call it ice cream soup. Yeah, I think
0: we'd call it ice cream <laughs> soup too. And ice cream soup is good. Yeah. That, you know what? We've joked about some actual company sponsor, but a real probably future sponsor for this is ice cream soup. Look for yes. it in an upcoming episode brought to you by ice cream soup. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. We'll go ahead and end this episode. (laughs) Thanks for joining me,
1: man. This is fun. Let's be honest. I'm going to be back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Recurring guest host, Jason Squire. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Much love. We'll be seeing you.